This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly Welcome, welcome, welcome to THN Cover to Cover live from Omaha Comic Con. There's people walking around dressed like, I'm not sure what that is, but it's really cool. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> There's a guy with a dog. We've got Mad Cow Paintball here. They're shooting uh, paintballs indoors, which seems dangerous. Colonel Sanders is Who here. Who am I to judge, you know? What can you do? From We're talking balls. all things nerd this morning. We're getting ready to open the phone lines. Don't call just yet, but if you want to call. You dial 402-819-4894. You can also send us an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. There's a lot to unpack today, but we are doing our full spoilerific Ant-Man and the Wasp takedown. We hated it. We're going to tear it apart. We're going to smash it. There were too many women in it. Too many women. There was too much diversity. Too much diversity. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't stand it, man. It was Uh, awful. Too many words. (laughs) Way too much. kept talking. Too much talking. Not enough nudity. We're going to get into it. A lot of big words. Sciencey words. Yeah, as you can see, I have my co-host, Mr. Keith Binder Keith with Binder. me. Keith Binder. The internet's Keith Binder. On the mobile ziggurat, we've got Mr. Joe Patrick. Joe Patrick, say hello. Hello. We're going to get straight into it here, but before we do, uh, I need Joe Patrick to introduce our question of the week. I, I will do that, but can you please call me back? Um, something happened. I'm on the wrong account. You're on the wrong account? I don't think it matters. Yeah. We can hear you. Yeah, we can. Oh, it's a whole JD. thing. It's a whole thing? But, like, call me back. Okay. It's JD. Hey, J.D. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. J.D. Ketchumall, smile for the camera. Smile. Stick your face in there. <laughs> oh, now everybody knows. <laughs> ah, we got you now, bro. Yeah, you're internet famous now. Look at that. Now they know what you look like, they're going to come for you. That's just how it works. We're calling Joe Patrick right back on the Skype right now, and we are going to uh, start talking and doing the show. So it's going to be more than welcome to hang out for a minute yeah, here. Yeah. You can be a guest appearance if you want. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Let me call this dude back real quick. Uh, unpaid guest appearance. We don't pay our guests. They're called love slaves for a reason. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm back. Joe Patrick, please introduce this damn question of the week. Yes, sir. By the way, we got JD Gotta Catch Them All standing right here with us. He's waving at oh. me right now. There he JD is. JD Catch. Uh, give him that Look button. at this. John Bunker and a little Spider-Man. Oh, hey. What the... What's going on? What's happening? Look at this cosplay. What's up, Spider-Man? Ah! <laughs> He's excited. Yeah. What you got there? You ready? Oh, it's my shirt. What are we doing? Awesome. I play D&D with my Joe, buddy John what do I Bunger. Need to give Jeff? He's an artist. His kid is punching me right now, dressed like Spider-Man. And he got me a Megaforce shirt. It says deeds, not words. That's going to be... <laughs> getting punched. You gotta, Joe. You got to do it on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he is on camera. <laughs> Joe, please reset this question of the week. Good Lord. This week's question came from Brian Domingos. Name a low-profile book and or story. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do that. that you don't think enough people have read. Re- can you repeat that one more time? I'm His sorry. examples. You cut out on me. Repeat that for me, will you? Yeah. This week's question came from Brian Domingos via the THN forums. Name a low-profile book and or story arc from a famous creator or creative team that you love, but you don't think enough people have read. Okay. So underrated or underappreciated storylines. His examples are Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Rizzo's Johnny Double. I love it. From Vertigo. I love it. And Pete Tomasi and Doug Mankey's Black Adam. Okay, then. Ugh. This is going to be hard. All right. Yeah. There, seriously. That's going to be a fun one, though. I dig it. Yeah. Well, let's get right into it, shall we? The phone lines are open. We would love to hear from you again. That phone number is 402-819-4894. You can also come up. Oh, my wife just texted me and said, your internet connection for this show is spotty as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're on the free Council Bluffs That's internet. Like There's not a whole lot you can do about it, all right? <laughs> 
I mean, I guess I could set up a hotspot on my phone, but I don't think that would matter because the I phone's actually projecting it. So whatever. And the phone is using LTE right now anyways. That's so. true. The phone lines are open, 402-819-4894. We'd love to hear from you. I'm getting punched by another sp- by Spider-Man again. <laughs> Broadcast. Come here. While we're waiting for you guys to call, let's go to our first voicemail. Ugh. I got a broadcast interrupt. You got a Google voice. <laughs> From my boy, the Black Scorpion. Hey, nerds. This is Black Scorpion number three uh, calling in with the answer to the question of the week. Uh, Domingos uh, asked about what, what kinds of uh, neglected gems uh, there are from great writers. I'd like to direct your attention to the JSA Returns um, series from 1999. It was kind of an all-star cast of, of writers where Mark Wade, James Robinson, uh, Ron Mars, uh, and the uh, former Batman writer oh, whose oh, name oh. we don't mention anymore. All right, all right, uh, okay. All, all hold, on, hold on, hold on here. I apologize. See, we'll get back to Black Scorpion. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Hello. 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 There he is. <laughs> Tweedly, deedly, deet, rockin' Robin's here. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about the rockin' Robin. <laughs> what do you want to rap about today, buddy? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, happy con to you. Happy con happy to con. you. Are you here? Are Mine you... is in about three weeks. I'll be at... no, no. I'll be at Gen Con in about three weeks. But I see you guys are there, so I want to wish you a happy con. Well, thank Enjoy you yourself. very much. We appreciate that. Did you want to rap you're, with us today? By you're welcome. Time? Well, a couple of things. Number one, uh, I second the votes from uh, last week or the week before uh, for the bronze and for Caritas for fictional bars. Okay, oh, I like that. That was a good uh, show. So I, I wanted to. I wanted to say that. Um, uh, Ant-Man was awesome. Uh, Luke Cage was awesome. And I have, I have some feelings about the ending, but I don't know how deep you guys are into spoilers for that or who's finished I'm, it or what. I'm four episodes. But, uh, I think at this point we can talk ah, about ah, it. Ah, I know. I, okay. like, listen to you. Take your headphones off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't go into it, but I will say I think it's the best version of Danny Rand we've seen on uh, MCU Netflix stuff so far. Okay, I I did already know that he. Was I hated. Up here. I, we all hated Iron Fist. It sucked. I liked it, but yes. I will yes. say when he showed up here, my first feeling was dread, and then by the time mm-hmm. it was over, I went, you know what? That was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. With that said, you still got to sell me on his own series. I failed the character in a little bit, and playing off of Luke, it, re- it works really well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I would go as far as to say, I don't think we need another Iron Fist show. I think we can just do Heroes for Hire next, and I'll be fine with it. I think so, too. Well, I don't I need to so see too. more solo Iron Fist because well, I you're not, don't care about the you're character. You're not in luck because season two is coming. I know, I know, I know. Um, and then uh, as far as the question of the uh, answer of the week, um, I don't know if this counts because like, I don't follow creators that much. Okay. But uh, as far as titles that... Like the, the, the casual fan might have missed, but kind of kick ass. Uh, I'm going to say Avengers Arena. Man. No, I think that uh, totally counts. And Avengers cool. Arena was wonderful. That was Duncan Shabley. Really and I can't remember. Duncan Shabley drew it. Who wrote that? Dennis Hopeless. Dennis Hopeless. I'm not sure. It was Dennis Hopeless. Okay. And Declan uh, Shelley drew it. The title was, was uh, wonderful. Walker. Dennis, Dennis Hopeless is here, apparently. Dennis Hopeless is here? Oh, At least we have no plans for right now. And let's do something with them and make them relevant and make the teams relevant. And we got a new version of X-23 out of it. We got a new storyline for Runaways out of it. It's true. We got a whole bunch of forward movement. We had Arcade pop up again, and then he popped up in uh, a couple other books after that. That's, he popped up in Electra of all places. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Hopeless is you here. Know, I'm going to talk to him about this. And find out. I okay. want to get the inside story of what the hell happened to Avengers Arena. Because that book was excellent. It was. It really was. And it I really lo- was. And so, but yeah, that's I, that's really all I had this week, guys. I, I wanted to uh, to contribute to the uh, the answer of the week. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Chase. We appreciate your call. Always good to hear from you, buddy. Have a good one. All right. Tell Chase you that we'll same. have his do book the same. At the Enjoy party. and stay cool out there. All right, buddy. All right, take care, ladies and gentlemen. JD, you got to catch them all. Joining us here. Live on TH Uncover to Cover. Look at this guy. Hello. Oh, let me turn off this. Uh, okay, make sure you lean into it. You got to get your lips right, right on it. There we go. I know Keith was kissing it, and it's kind of <laughs> gross, but, you hey, know. That's all right. I'll we take swa- sloppy seconds. We swapped spit here. Do you have an answer to the question of the week, sir? Yes, I do, actually. Let's hear it. Let me turn you up a little bit. All right, so as the, uh, as the Ziggurat's resident uh, Ellis head, 
uh, I was thinking about it, and you know, and we've talked about Fell before. Sure. And I don't think a lot of people have that one, but I'm gonna go a little uh, more mainstream, and I'm gonna say Warren Ellis's run on Secret Avengers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Th- that team was just, you know, batshit crazy. And nobody wanted it at yeah. the time. They were all like, they all said, okay, there's gonna be a team of bad guys. That are the Avengers. Well, no, no, no. This was no. The they weren't bad guys. Oh no, no, no. Thinking of the this Thunderbolts. Is, yeah, I'm this sorry. Is, this is the one that was. Uh, it was uh, Black Widow, Captain America. Yes. Beast and Moon Knight. Okay. You know, which is like, I mean, it just seems like someone took a Marvel video game and just you know, m- min maxed it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the like ultimate. Uh, what was the ultimate? Ultimate, uh, ultimate alliance. alliance? Yeah. Ultimate alliance. Yeah. yeah. He's like, pick your team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one would have no story bonuses at all, but they would no. all be powerful. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it was a, it was an amazing story, and I loved it because Ellis did what he does. Ooh. Oh, let's see who's calling in here. I'm keeping you on the line though. All You're right, staying. Cool. All right. We're going to let J.D. Uh, take a call with us here. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Uh, this is Marcus. Marcus, you are exceptionally loud, and I can actually hear you for a change. <laughs> Normally when Marcus calls, he goes, oh, hey, this is Marcus. What's happening, brother? How are you? Um, nothing much. I was just wanting a recommendation for like a modern-day uh, Sergeant Rock, something like Tom Clancy might have wrote. Okay. So modern-day sort of Tom Clancy, real-world, military-type thing. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking at J.D. here. I'm hoping he's got anything. Uh, not really military, but more spy oh, stuff, oh. like Tom Clancy-style spy stuff. I'd say, who is Jake Ellis? Who is Jake Ellis is excellent. Uh, yeah. There that, was The first one was who is Jake Ellis, and the second one was where is Jake Ellis, right? Yeah. 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 Those were fantastic. It was uh, spy intrigue, really, really great art. I can't remember who drew it. Joe Patrick, do you remember this? Yeah, I do. Who was it that drew it? Was that Tonic or Tonsi? Tonsi Zanjik, I think. I think that's how we say his name. He's Estonian or Lithuanian, maybe. (laughs) Tonsi Zanjik. Oh, man. Excellent book. There was two of them. I believe both trades are still available. And they may have done... A solid tray that contains everything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was like an, 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 a, a full image tray that well, contained and then all of as that. As far as military stuff too, uh, on last week's regular show, you were talking about uh, GI Joe. Yes. And the one IDW GI Joe thing that I was thinking of at that time that I thought was really good that I think it would work for what he's looking for is uh, the the GI Joe Cobra with uh, Christos Ooh, Cage. Oh yes. And, uh, uh, the the Chuckles story. So, okay, so. Christos Gage is a writer that, yeah, it was Mike Costa, Costa. Christos Gage, and they did a story called G.I. Joe Cobra. And what it was was they took Chuckles, who is this ridiculous, (laughs) like, undercover G.I. Joe agent that wears a Hawaiian shirt. That's basically his entire He's one one step down from shipwreck as far as the the figure you didn't know what to do with. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And they stuck him in Cobra as a double agent. The story is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Super high stakes. You, like... G.I. Like, Joe had no business being that like good. It's like Burn Notice meets G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely excellent stuff. You need to pick that up, Marcus. You would love it. All right. All right, buddy. Thanks. Good to talk to you. Later. Good to you, too. Have a See good one, guys. brother. Okay. I'm sorry. We're in the middle of your pick. Yeah. So, yeah. The Secret, Secret Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. I mean, I just, it was a quiet little thing. And a, the thing I also liked was it was kind of the beginning and where we started to get inklings of what he would do on Moon Knight, which was these little one-hit, one-and-done right. stories. So it's really easy to get in and get out on it. Yeah. You know, and that was really kind of fun. I think, I think unfortunately, a lot of times that makes things forget, seem forgettable. Yes. It, it was part of an event-type thing that was going on with the Avengers at the time. Right. Definitely. And I think a lot of people were pissed off because there was so much Avengers stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. But it was legitimately great. It was. It was good. It was disconnected from everything that was going on to a certain degree. So you could read it yeah. divorced of everything else. And it's another thing that I, that I point out and bring up as, a, as an advantage of uh, the Unlimited app is that, you know, that's the only way I found it is because I was just scrolling around going, oh, I'll give this, a, you know, I didn't know Warren Ellis wrote Avengers. I'll give Fair it a enough. shot, you know? Yeah. You know, and, you know, Nothing risk, you know, no risk. What was the book where Norman Osborn took over the Avengers? And it was all bad guys. Dark Avengers. Dark, Dark Avengers. Avengers. Yes. I loved that run. Yeah, that was with Bullseye and the Hawkeye costume. Yes. It was so great. <laughs> uh, Warren Ellis also did a short run on Thunderbolts. 
yeah. where it was like an underground uh, like criminal fighting ring mm-hmm. that people were betting on and stuff. Yeah. And the story kind of followed Armadillo pretty closely. No, that was not Warren Ellis' Thunderbolts. Oh, was that that okay. was before. No, that was when they that was when they totally revamped Thunderbolts and yeah. made it into that fighting thing. Warren Ellis didn't he write that though? No. Who was it that wrote that? Fuck. I'm actually and it was under government control. I don't even remember. I, I don't think it was anybody. I we thought know. that was him. I I'm actually not it. a huge. It wasn't fan. Warren Ellis. That's not the run you're thinking of. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually not a huge. Warren fan Ellis of is Ellis. the one that relaunched it with Norman Osborn in charge, and Venom was on it. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Okay. But I, you know, to be perfectly honest, this is going to seem sacrilege for kind of my brand on the show, but I'm not a huge fan of Warren Ellis's Marvel stuff. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are like that. Uh, Cullen Cullen Bunn is one of those guys. We are huge fans of his. I don't particularly care for his Marvel stuff. Yeah, Ellis' Astonishing X-Men is almost unreadable to me. The the ghost box. Yeah, like there were some really cool ideas that he had in there. But it also suffered from art that I just couldn't get behind. Yeah, it felt like cool ideas that were smashed into the X-Universe. Like, I liked the whole graveyard of technology and everything. They were like, every time an alien ship crashes, we put it in this weird graveyard. That's a very Ellis idea, too. Totally Ellis. But actually, that brings us something interesting. And this is something I'd like to hear thoughts from everyone else on, which is uh, the the pairing of artist and writer. I don't think Ellis works well. Lean into your mic, J.D. Lean in. There you go. I don't think Ellis... The the pairing of writer, writer and artist, because I don't think Ellis works well with a scratchy, muddy artist. No, I agree. His ideas and stories are already so, you know, complicated. That the real you, world yeah, as well. Yeah, you need a clean line artist. That's why, like, Planetary went so well with John Cassidy when he was in his prime. Yeah, absolutely. Because they, when they capture that sort of, like, real world noir feel, yeah. it works with his story very well. Yeah, I think about as out there of an artist as you can get with Ellis's uh, um, Derek Robertson. Oh, yeah. But even that's still clean. That line. worked for me, though. Yeah, yeah that I'd never had a problem with that. Right, JD, thank you for joining us on the show. I'm giving you a weird left-handed shake. That's all right, man. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. This, yeah, I gotta admit, this is a bucket list thing for me. There you go. So, oh, get out of here! Come I, on. No, seriously, I wanted this for a while. That so. is upsetting. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> that's all right, well, plain old it, sad. I'll pass it back over to the beard. All right, man. Okay, let's finish Black Scorpion the three here. I apologize for interrupting him like that. Really put forward the, these one shots that, that highlighted pairings of. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start him over. This is Black Scorpion number three, uh, calling in with the answer to the question of the week. Uh, Domingos uh, asked about what what kinds of uh, neglected gems uh, there are from from great writers. I'd like to direct your attention to the JSA Returns uh, um, series from 1999. It was kind of an all-star cast of of writers where. Mark Wade, James Robinson, uh, Ron Mars, uh, and the uh, former Batman writer whose name we don't mention anymore, uh, all, all really put forward the, these one-shots that, that highlighted pairings of, uh, of JSA members. Uh, I'd like to draw your attention to uh, the Mark Wade issue. Uh, in National Comics number 1, everything was presented as a one-shot, and it was a team-up between Jay Garrick and Mr. Terrific. And... If you are not moved by the story of fair play and what it means to Mr. Terrific, the story arc in which he encounters some not-so-fair tactics during World War II, um, then you, you've you really missed out on, on how great a character Mr. Terrific was. Uh, highly recommend it. Anyways, uh, that's my pick. Uh, other than that, got a question for you. How come you guys don't talk about The Incredibles and how it's probably the greatest superhero movie franchise uh, ever made. Um, I'm tired of all this X-Men talk or, or, or <laughs> Insanity talk. Uh, Incredibles is consistent, and man, uh, uh, I feel like we neglect it. Okay. Be well, nerds. Talk to you soon. Okay. I, I feel that. On the subject of The Incredibles. Hey, nerds. This is Black Scorpion. Sorry, Black Scorpion. <laughs> On the subject of The Incredibles, I'm going to be real honest. I have not seen Incredibles 2 yet. I haven't seen Incredibles 2 yet, but Incredibles 1 is my favorite Fantastic Four movie. It was movie. fantastic. It was so great. And I want to see the new one really bad. My wife has no soul, so she won't watch animated films. Oh, my and God. And she's like, no interest. Don't care. I thought the first one was fine. My spouse like, is basically the same one. You did not think the first one is fine. You loved it. She's like, eh, eh, whatever. She's just, 
She's a mean mistreater. Kids these days. Yeah. And this is how she expresses her power by not letting me go see movies. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just take a day off. Work from home and then go, <laughs> yeah. go, to, go to a movie. <laughs> that is the only reason I don't talk about The Incredibles more. I haven't seen it yet. It's shameful. Oh, I want man. to see it. But he is right. Those one shots, those JSA one shots Dude. were absolutely amazing, yeah. especially the Mr. Terrific one. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Those were so good. But I think that was all setting up. I want to say that was all setting up the second. Or no, 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 no. It wasn't setting up the second JL, uh, JSA relaunch. God, I can't remember for the life of me what those were. They were all one shots. And I think they were trying to set up something they were going to do with JSA. But yeah. it ended up not happening. And now we're just wondering where what they are. What are we talking about? Back. We're talking about JSA. The JSA one shots oh, that uh, came out a while ago. One of which was Mr. Terrific in World War II where they, like, went into the whole fair play aspect and why he is who he is. When you say a while ago, what are you talking about? I think it was, uh, like, he said, like, 99, right? Yeah, he said this would have been 99, early 2000s. Those, were, those issues were setting up the ongoing JSA run. Is that what it was before yeah. they relaunched it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was that same time. Was it setting up Jeff Johns's? Yeah. Jeff Johns didn't come on that book till issue six, so it was okay. Je- uh, James Robinson and David Goyer at first. David oh, that's Goyer, right. you uh, can skip those too. <laughs> no, they're not bad. David Goyer does some okay stuff when he works on comics, but like, man, that dude has some weird understandings of superheroes for movies. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to know because Goyer's done good stuff and Goyer's done stuff that sucks. And I've read, so, like, I've when, read interviews with that guy where he is like. I don't give two shits what fans think is right or wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you're a dick. But that's Hollywood thinking, you know? I mean, like, and he's been in the machine and... Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So many calls. Is that just one? I, I don't know. Let's find out. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Hello? Hello? Caller, there you are. Who this? Hey, nerds. It's Kyle Fox. Kyle Fox. Hi, Kyle. How are you today, sir? Oh, doing pretty good. How about you guys? Not too bad. We're having some spotty reception yeah. with our uh, live feed, yeah. but it looks like an art film. We're jumping all over the place. It's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> are you guys enjoying the con? We are. We're having a good time. We're watching everybody walk in. The uh, main good. floor, they have wrestling going on, and it's super loud, so we had to done. come out here. Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, the air conditioning is a little better out here, too, so yeah, I'm not complaining. We're not as hot. What do you want to rap about today, Kyle? I was calling because uh, I haven't seen anybody post about it yet, but have you guys seen the uh, Kickstarter by Matt Kent? The Kickstarter by Matt Kent? No, no please fill us in. So he is publishing a single shot of Mind Management, and uh, it's also going to come with a vinyl record. What? Uh, with Clint McElroy doing the audio for the vinyl record. Ah, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be like all in one book? It's in one book. It's like one book, and it comes with. And the it's not just Clint uh, doing the um, like just reading it verbatim, but it is like he's got added content in there as well. Oh my god, that is so cool! Yeah. A mind management yeah. one shot with a vinyl record. So it's just like omnibus, basically. I'll, I'll take it. Oh my god! Take, yeah, take my I'm gonna, money. I'm gonna post it in the chat real quick. Most Dude. definitely. Take a look. Please do. But it's uh. It's just a single shot. Single shot. Oh, when it's you say okay, I'm omnibus. sorry. I it's a standalone. I thought, I thought you were no, talking about no. It's a book and record. It's a it's a brand new story. Okay, I thought when you said a single shot, I thought you meant like a whole big omnibus edition. <laughs> so. No, it's it's a it's a, sta- it's a standalone uh, standalone story. Okay, awesome. Still, yeah. With Clint McElroy on vocals, I love it. That's uh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That is too cool. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, willing, and I know I'm willing to throw cash. I know how it. much you love them. Yes. <laughs> I also wanted to dabble a little bit in the question of the week. Okay. So um, most of the stuff that I read is uh, indie stuff or uh, self-published stuff. So the one uh, that I liked a lot that I'm not sure if it got a lot of attention or just because he's writing so much other stuff was um, The Goddamned by uh, Jason Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was overlooked a bit. I think um, it totally was. And it I might just be because it came out a bit slow because of the artist. He's yeah. a little slow. They say that they're going to continue that, but I haven't seen anything else about that going forward. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I wish they would. I don't know if it fell off or what happened, but it definitely slowed way down. I think, what do we only get, like seven or eight issues of it? Uh, yeah, just one collected trade. It might have only been like five, five or six. Yeah, Ugh. I think you're right. It was wonderful, Rough. though, and I know he had bigger plans for it. But I also think he had a lot on his plate at the time, too. So it's hard mm-hmm. to know what goes on there. That book was fantastic. The Goddamned was amazing. And, yeah, unfortunately, it just kind of fell off. It's too I bad. Need to, I need to read it still. I haven't read it yet. It was so good. I read the first two issues and was blown away. And then it took forever for three to come out. And then it just kind of, like, it sucks because that uh, stuff falls the between the cracks, you know. There's just not much you can do. I thought only two issues came out. No, oh my God, I think what? there was a. I think there was like one volume, like maybe six issues, but that's it. And it took forever. Kyle, that's an excellent choice. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you yep. for bringing the Matt Kent thing to our attention. We will definitely throw some cash at that. Yeah, that's super cool. And we will talk to you real nope. soon, bud. Sounds good. No problem. Thanks, guys, for right. uh, your suggestions last week. I uh, put Teen Dog on hold at the library. It's waiting for me to just swing by and pick it up. So nice. I look forward to doing that as well. Putting awesome. Teen yep. Dog on hold at the library. That's, I didn't even know you could do that. That's the coolest phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you know what? And bless you for when, still when visiting you, the library. <laughs> when you live in a thriving metropolis like San Diego, they have a quite a big comic book collection, which is Ooh, really nice. That's oh, awesome. Our library in, in Omaha? City. <laughs> not so much. Our library, I like to call the home. No, yeah. it's not that bad. They've got a good comic book selection? Well, I mean... No, I call it the homeless toilet downstairs. Nah, well, <laughs> they try to do good work. All right, nerd. All right, we'll talk Have to you later, one. man. Kyle Fox, excellent choice. I forgot about totally. the goddamned. That's too, yeah. which is too damn bad. It was a very, very good book. I agree. Well, I don't agree because I haven't read it yet. So. Joe Patrick, I apologize. We're having some audio issues, and he cannot hear yeah. what the college is saying. So I'm tr- gently trying to repeat their questions to help Same. you. But uh. I don't know how well that's going. So let's get into Ant-Man, shall we? Please take a sticker. <laughs> I'm so distracted by take all two. the people. And deface some property with it, please. <laughs> we got plenty. You can take a pile. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> let's talk about Ant-Man for a minute. We're gonna, Joe and I are going to do our full review on the show, Spoilerific. But I'd like to hear from you guys. There was a little bit of criticism, not because the movie was bad, but because they wanted people were hoping it would tie more into Infinity War. I think that's horseshit. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. And I don't buy that at all. And I thought we needed the palate cleanser. Yes, we needed a nice palate cleanser between there. That's exactly what this was. And there, you know, there's a reason why it didn't. Like we had to see the reason that he wasn't in Infinity War. Yes, they gave us that as well. I will say, Ghost. I really like the way Ghost moved. I really like the way Ghost looked. So cool. I thought Ghost fell down a little bit in the sense where, like, she was dissipating and losing her power, and we needed to go to the microverse to get energy. Something. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just, what does that have to do with anything? Oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they kind of slapped that together really quick. That was really my only major bitch, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I loved Lawrence Fishburne yeah. as Black Goliath. I, I thought it might have been better than the first one. I did think his motivation to help Ghost was a little interesting. Strange. Where it's like, okay, it's not your fault. You're not a bad guy. I want to help you, but you got to stop doing bad things. She's like, no, I'm not going to stop. And he was like, all right, I'll help you anyway. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a line that he wasn't willing to cross. No, there definitely yeah. was. But, I mean, I, I don't know. There was never a point. Maybe he knew her better than we did, but there was never a point where I thought, well, maybe this person is still on the good side. Yeah. You know? Well, well, she was kind of crazy. She well, was yeah. losing it. Yeah. And I, and I got I that. Like, I like the, you know, conflicted characters. No, I, no definitely. I like that, too. But at the same time, we have seen a lot of that. And they were like, oh, she'll grab me and use me as a weapon and da 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 Maybe we could have seen a little more of that or delved into it a little more. Something yeah. I don't know, yeah. but it just—I feel like she was overshadowed by the other side of the story that was going on with right. like the weapons dealers and stuff. You know, like maybe pick one and stick with it. It still worked, and I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought I love Walter Goggins, who always plays Walton. the same character. His name is Walton, not Walter. I thought it was Walter. No, it's, it's Walton. Walton. Walton Goggins. Oh, really? Yeah, bro. Well, that goes better with his Southern Gothic Doesn't kind it? of. <laughs> Walton Goggins. I love everything that dude's in. Yeah, he's always Boyd Kreider from Justified. Always. Basically. 
<laughs> but I did really like him in it. It was fun. I thought it was fun. It was nice. Casey really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. My spouse enjoyed it, too. Yeah. Uh, which is fun because, you know, they don't really like superhero stuff at all. Casey does when it's done well. Yeah. When it's well, done I well. Mean, like, we're all suckers. You know, like, if it's done poorly, it has to be done very poorly for us to be really upset about it. Like, when we walked out of Avengers Infinity War, she was like, I didn't like that at all. And yeah. I was like, why? Well, She's like, well, the Avengers sucked. They did a really bad job. And I was like, that was kind of the point. <laughs> they weren't ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> and later on, I think she admitted, like, okay, like, I get it. I, I like what's going on here. It's two movies, people. We just got a voicemail. Ooh. Let's yes. check this out. It looks like hey, it's... Look. Yeah, I got James Kaplan calling me. I got to take this call. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Caller can Saw him call. Me? All right. He left us a voicemail. Let's check that. Hey, guys. James Kaplan here, the heady nerd calling in. Um, I just got out of a showing of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I saw it for the second time, and I can report that it is even better the second time around. So um, it was hilarious. There's so many great running gags I love in this movie. The, the truth serum thing had me dying. <laughs> that was, was great. Just, it was great. Michelle Pfeiffer was great. All the cast were great. It was just, yeah, terrific movie. Um, and I also had a brief answer for the question of the week. Um, Halcyon, uh, it's written by Mark Guggenheim, who, you know, he's, he's you know, obviously well-known comic writer and his partner Tara Butters. Fantastic art from Ryan Bodenheim. James, is that you? It is, yeah. Sorry sorry about that. Let me cut off your voicemail real quick. (laughs) There we go. Were you just listening to the voicemail? We were, but screw it. I'll edit it out. We'll make it sound like you just called in. Don't worry. It's the magic of post. (laughs) What do you want to rap about today, buddy? Word has it, you just walked out of seeing Ant Man and the Wasp again. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's the word on the street. Yeah, it was. um, it was great. I, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it even more uh, the second time around. Okay. Um, so good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I haven't been listening, obviously, uh, to what other people are saying, but, like, I just thought it was so much fun. It, like, and it's just, um, I don't know. It's just what I want from, like, yes. a summer movie. Like, it was funny. It had heart. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I liked it a lot. Like, I'm, but I'm, I'm a big I'm a huge fan of, like, the Ant-Man movies, and, like, that's really one of my favorite movies, um, like, the MCU um, overall, so. Well, and it's funny because Ant-Man is now in a place where it's standing out as not the major Avengers movie, you know, where that's tying in everything and getting really serious when it was supposed to be lighthearted. It's still maintaining, like, it is very lighthearted. It is fun. This is going to be your place where we can all, like, have a chuckle. Maybe he's going to die in Infinity War. I don't know. <laughs> I, really, I, I, also, right. I also really liked the uh, truth. Story. Yeah, no, and, like, I just, yeah, I have to say, I just, as much as I appreciated Infinity War, like, I just enjoyed this movie, like, a hundred times more. Like, okay. I don't know. I just, um, it was a lot of fun. And, and um, I think, like, like I was saying on my message, um, some of the gags just like I don't know I just love like the truth theorem stuff like yeah. I just I'm a big fan of the sort of um, combinations of like big and small moments or like they're in the middle of a tense scene and then they start arguing about like why you know Scott got such a crappy desk like it's just, I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. but, um, <laughs> you weren't here bro <laughs> you said you didn't right. care it's like you give me a card table <laughs> right. the running right. like, Morrissey um, stuff. <laughs> Right, or the Baba Yaga stuff. It was just like with the like Baba, like the like Russian background music. Was yeah, just, I don't know. I, I I thought it was great, and um, yeah, no, it was super fun. And um, like the that mid credit sequence was like was definitely like holy crap! Like whoa, okay, so I I guess that's how they tied it into uh, I guess that's how they tied it into Infinity War. Yeah. Um, if you remember back uh, a few weeks. After Infinity War came out, we did our uh, our spoilerific review of it. We called our we, shot. We called that shot. We totally called our shot. We said Ant Man goes into the microverse. I think, but your stupid guess was like he was gonna find Captain Marvel there or something yeah, stupid. Yeah, so, something. <laughs> like, but he goes into the microverse and then, poof, and he's trapped there. <laughs> so and I refuse. I refuse going yeah, to the no. realm. I hate that. It's the microverse. Come on. Yeah, fair enough. The microverse and. You know, I mean, it kind of, 
tele- they sort of telegraphed where some of this stuff is going because they're like, Janet's like, watch out for the, you know, such and such, you know, where time and space, time yeah. has no meaning there, or whatever she said. You're yeah. Like, okay. We're telling what's going to happen. So. Yeah. And I kind of, okay. I kind of wish, that, and this is a very minor complaint, and it's me being a goddamn nerd because I love the Marvel Micronauts series so much, but I kind <laughs> of wish they had gone into the quantum realm and discovered that there is like a whole nother universe there with heroes and stuff fighting, and the Wasp was like leading a revolution, and so when good. we pulled her out, she, she would have been like, wait, no, I have to go back. I was doing something, you know, like that. Oh, I would have loved that so much. I'm fine with the movie. It was fun. But it would have been so cool to see, like, oh, yeah, there's universes within universes with their own heroes and other bigger and smaller problems. And then just never spend the money to give it a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw (laughs) it. (laughs) They just got stuck there. Even if we just, like, met Bug for a second, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved that. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been cool. Um, Yeah, but wait, because that was the thing in the comics from, like, what was that, like, 10, 15 years ago where Janet actually was, like, they thought she was dead, or she was in like I don't. I now I don't even remember. It may have been before I got back into comics, where like we, she had like we thought the wasp was dead, and then we found out she wasn't. But I don't remember what it was. Joe Patrick, better. can I get a fact check on that? She got better. Uh, what are we talking about? The wasp. We thought she was dead. Janet. In the movie? No, 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 no. In the, no, comics. No. In the comics. In Marvel Comics, we thought Wasp was dead, and then she miraculously came back, and I can't remember how it happened. Yeah, uh, in Secret Invasion, uh, something happened I to her hear- where she got, like, shunted oh. into a different dimension, I and everyone thought Joe she was like, exploded, but she was just trapped. He is talking. Just one second, James. I'm sorry. We, we had... Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. We are in limited bandwidth here, so we had to... We had to make do with oh, what I we've think. got. So, I'm sorry. Joe, go yep. ahead. Yep. So at the end of Secret Invasion, uh, something happens to the Wasp where it looks like she explodes. Right. Like she's killed in this uh, energy explosion, but she's actually shunted into this other dimension. And I don't remember if it was the microverse or what. Yeah. But um, a couple years later, in uh, that there was that Dan Slott uh, book, uh, Mighty Avengers. Right. Uh, they found her. She was like trapped, kind of in this weird like cosmic stasis or whatever, and yeah, then they yeah. got her back. I remember. I remember this. I don't think it was a microverse. It was like a side dimension or a pocket dimension or something stupid. But she's feeling much better now, and that's what's important. Sure. <laughs> James, it is always good to talk to you, man. I'm going to sit down with my buddy Randy Andrews here for a minute and give him a little live guest shot. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Have a good one. Bye, James. Thanks, you too. Do you mind giving up your headset to our good friend, Randy Andrews? What, are you kidding me? Look at this guy. He's going to be in the Danvers Hall later on today, giving a speech at 2 o'clock, right? Yeah. Repping his own show. Sit down. All right. How are we doing? Please, take a sticker, please. Yeah. Good. I am am doing very well. Awesome. You had said you might have an answer for the question of the week. I had thought about it and thought about it, and the the only thing that was coming to mind was the short-lived Planet of the Apes series that was only three issues long. Get right up on your mic, Randy, so we can hear you. Uh, three, the Planet of the Apes series that was only three issues long. Who put it out? Um, it was Dark Horse. Okay. Uh, the only thing that was that was very memorable for it was the covers were done by J. Scott Campbell. Oh, all yes. Three, all three of the covers were done by J. Scott Campbell. You are such a J. Scott Campbell nerd. You yeah. can't help it, can yeah, you? Yeah, I can't help it. It's just, it's in there. It's, it's not coming out. It's so awesome, though. <laughs> like, like his work on, on that was really well done. Like, he did the apes really well. Yeah, they did and, look good. I'll give you that. Um, the story was really good, and I wanted to know more of that story. I just can't place... Who actually wrote it? I'm looking at um, it right now. He actually did quite a bit. It looks like for on, it was only three. Covers. It was the Human War. Yeah, yeah, was the, the Human name of it. War. Yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. All right. It was J. Scott Campbell did all the covers. Yep. It should say who wrote it. Paco Medina did the inside art. Who's really talented? And Ian Edgington. Yeah. Was your author? Okay. But he did an amazing job with that story. Yeah. Like, I believe that just, was right before Dark Horse really lost good. Planet of the Apes to Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, I mean, even when they went to Boom, 
like they did the crossover mm -hmm. between Green Lanterns that was and uh, Planet of the Apes. I, I just loved read that, that story, and that was twisted and crazy. It was totally great. So, it had no business being that good, too. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Okay, tell the kids again. When can we see you today? All right. So if you want to check out my panel, it is at the Danvers Room at 2 p.m. for soundtracks roll in nerdy movies. Awesome. Check it out, Randy. I gotta go. Thank you for joining us. Go find your wife, will you? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. Wandering around here with all these damn weirdos. Come on. <laughs> all right. We're coming up on it here. So we should probably start talking about, well, just in case anyone calls in, we'll leave the phone line open. So don't freak out. Sure, sure, sure. We're coming up on it. We should probably get into uh, our answers of the week. Oh, my God. This is so hard. Joey, do you want to start us off your answer of the week? Uh, no. <laughs> I, 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 I need a second. <laughs> it's it's so it's so difficult. This is one of the harder questions. It's a tough one. Um, there was, because my problem is like I don't really know other people's reception to some of the things. It doesn't I would matter. Up, I mean, that's you know? up to you. You know, I mean, no one's gonna tell you no. That doesn't count in something like this. Well, yeah. I mean, unless they want to sock to the mouth. I am going to go with, and I had to look it up because I couldn't remember how many issues it was. That's not a big creator. Daniel Prayer, no, Daniel Brereton, he's amazing. He he's, might be amazing, he but he's not a super superstar. talented. He has like moved on to do a bunch of like Hollywood stuff. He's oh, making real he's money. He's making now. real money. But for a while there, he was an incredible artist. He, uh, I look first at, saw him. Batman Thrill Killer was the book that I first like kind of noticed him on. And loved yeah, him, but he yeah. did a book called Gigantic for Dark Horse that was about giant monsters, basically. And it was the world after giant monsters. It wasn't like Pacific Rim. It's like, we lost. That fight is over. We lost. Oh, giant no. monsters are here. And there's good ones and there's bad ones. And it was so kick-ass. I think it was a four-issue miniseries. And I saying. loved his giant yeah. monster. Like. His sketches, his, the way that he paints, his creatures were absolutely terrifying. That guy is super talented, does not do enough work, and I think nobody yeah. bought that, those issues but me. Oh, man. That is, uh, yeah, that's something worth checking out. I, that sounds really oh, cool. Man, it was so good. I was going to look at a bunch of Warren Ellis stuff, too, because he's done so many like different smaller series that nobody pays attention to. That is true. But I figured... J.D. Ketchumal would do that. But, you know, at some point. I would also throw out Brian Michael Bendis. Before you guys like to kick him around and tease him, way back in the day. Goldfish. Did, yeah, did several miniseries, some of which were, were for Caliber comics. And then I want to say, I can't remember the other. They got reprinted by Icon for sure. They, well, they got reprinted by Image and then later on by Icon. But there was Fire, there was Goldfish, and there was Jinx. Jinx, yeah. Were yeah. the three that I thought were absolutely amazing stories and I remember stumbling upon those as Bendis was coming up and saying oh my god anything this guy does is going to be incredible I burned yeah. through all those trades I think they are still in print uh, yeah you can still get them yeah oh. and if, if they're not in print they're not expensive to get you know like, I'm sure they can't yeah. be more than like I bet they've got like the image like 10 dollars oh yeah something you, like that oh, well, get them and they'll all, they'll all get reprinted with his new DC deal so yeah. oh I'm sure and, and you know I mean it all it's all online dig yeah. digitally you can get it on comicsology if it's out of print I'm sure absolutely nothing's out of print anymore guys do you losers have answers yet or what I'm thinking about it I think I think sure I have one all right hit you me. go uh, so some time ago in the uh, 2004 about, uh, DC launched an imprint called uh, DC Focus. Okay. And it was about um, real world people uh, getting superpowers. I don't remember this at all. So this was in a world where like, like there heroes? were no superheroes, right? Okay. Uh, so like, like in heroes. One book, one book was about like um, – uh, a bunch of like thieves that got like individual pieces of like an Iron Man suit. Uh, but the book that I'm I'm talking about is called Hard Time, and it was written by uh, Steve Gerber, who created Howard the Duck. Okay, I remember these. And yeah, it's about a a 15 year old boy who is involved in a, a high school shooting. 
Um, it was supposed to be just like a prank or to scare some bullies, but the guy that was doing it with him like went off the deep end and really killed people. Like they do. And so he got sent to prison for life. Yeah. And um, when he was in prison, he uh, kind of I don't know if I don't know if I, I recall like how exactly it worked, but he had this sort of like spirit, um, or like a like an entity that came out of him. Like he would he would sleep, and then this entity would come out and and do stuff and it was like some kind of energy being or a psychic being like an astral self but not him kind of and it like it like, like acted on his emotions and got revenge on on people not the specter like not not like a mindless being but like it it was just like a like a manifestation of his emotions i okay. guess okay all right oh, okay all right cool 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 uh, and eventually <laughs> a spirit golem say that again a spirit golem yeah yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, and eventually, it, he learns how to control it. Um, it's a, and a Brian Hurt from the Sixth Gun drew it. Oh man, he's so that would have been really early Brian Hurt stuff, right? Like possibly some of his first stuff. He may have done like The Damned uh, at only at that point. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely early on in his career. Um, it was such a good it's such a good run uh, that whole that whole line of books tanked uh, but hard time was the most popular they brought it back for a second volume yeah there was a 12 issue uh, volume they and kind a of seven wrapped issue up the volume. story but yeah hard time it's really good if you can track it down i doubt it's in print but i'm sure the back issues are cheap fair enough keith yeah. you- okay so i don't uh, i hope it counts but uh many oh god I don't know how many years ago it's been now, but uh, Kurt Busiek and Stuart Eminem did a little four-issue run for DC called Superman's Secret Identity. That was pretty huge, dude. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> was pre- Nobody talks that about it That was pretty anymore. damn huge. I thought you were going to talk about Kurt Busiek and Stuart Eminem's book that they did uh, about the, like, oh, it was like a team of jet fighters. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, for like it was Black Bull comics or something like that. That yeah, that's too deep. For me. I can't remember what that was. <laughs> Which one? It was Kurt Busiek and uh, Stuart Immerman, and I want to say it was like Black Bull comics. Shock Rockets. Shock Rockets. Shock yes. Rockets. Oh God, <laughs> that book ruled. Well, that I book mean, was really good. I don't think anybody. I don't think people today talk about. Secret Identity with as much reverence as I think they should. I feel like Secret Identity Identity was yeah, pretty. Yeah, they do, too. dude, because yeah. they, they just finished yeah. putting out a follow up to it about what Batman. they did. Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. It wasn't oh, in the same shit. universe, but yeah. Nice Wait, try, what? Keith. Nice try. <laughs> like it was the same. It was the same style story. All right. All right. Fine then. It's GI Joe Cobra. <laughs> We're going to shut this down pretty quick here because we got to walk around and get some interviews. We've got some peeps we want to talk to. Uh, Dennis Hopeless is here. I'm excited to talk to that guy. Yeah. There, our buddy Phil is walking around here someplace. Somewhere. He's going to act like he doesn't know us, but he's here. <laughs> Before we go, Joe Patrick, can you please set up a new question of the week for these nerds? I sure can. All right. The new question of the week comes from Cross. Via the THN forums. Cross? Like C-R-O-S-S? K-R-O-S-S. Oh, he's cross. He's, ta- he's submitted before. Okay. So I've been reading the My Hero Academia side story, Vigilantes. In it, the main character's power is basically a speed power, but with a twist. He doesn't just run fast like the Flash. He requires three points of contact to the surface. So like both feet and an arm. So he has to run like an and ape? Kind of, but then he kind of like glides over it at high speeds. Okay. So like slide. Okay, okay. So yeah, he kind of looks like a bug sliding around, usually on his hands and feet. He's called the crawler. Okay. So my question (laughs) is what is your favorite representation of a superpower? For example, do you like the human torch being covered in flames or Sunfire who just shoots him out of his hands? Oh, do you like Jean Grey's style of telekinesis, or do you like Psylocke's psychic knife? Do 
do you like the way Superman flies, or do you the, prefer the way Cannonball explodes everywhere? Okay, all right, etc. I like it. I hate the psychic knife. I think it's stupid, and I don't know what it's even supposed to be. Sometimes Psionics, it cuts things man. in half. Other times it goes into your head and makes you freak out. Apparently, you never. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't ever cut anything. You've it's never the played focused a... <laughs> totality of her psychic abilities. Stupid. You've never played a psionic character in D and D, man. Dumb. Come on. Stoop. Yeah, but you just like fired mind bolts and shit. You exactly. were walking around with like psychic nunchucks. You I can. Mean, that's dumb. <laughs> How is it any different than shooting a mind bullet? Oh, Matt? please. What's a mind bullet, by the way? Uh, Take it's a, a mind bolt. Mind bolt. Mind bullet. What's the difference? Very different. A bullet insinuates that there's a gun that's firing it, and your head is not a mind oh my God. gun. Yeah, right? your mind gun. <laughs> I'm shoot you with my mind gun. Oh my God. Thank you to everybody that uh, called in and left a message. It's always good to hear from you guys. If you want to play along, you can always call us at 402-819-4894. Leave us a message. You can also send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. If it's in MP3, that helps a lot. Okay, uh, quick time we can do that too. But MP3 easier for everybody. Can we are gonna go uh, walk around this con floor for a little bit, do some shopping, and uh, hobnob. We got to get into our uh, cosplay here. Yeah, uh, yeah. What yeah. are you? Gonna, what are you on us? We're uh, I'm uh, Ace the Bathound. Oh, Bathound. Yeah. <laughs> does that mean I have? Does that mean I have to have to be Batman? No, you have to be Beppo the Super Monkey. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Why can't I? Why can't it be the horse? <laughs> You could, we could do that. All we right, could do the cool. two man. I'll be the butt. You be the front. <laughs> It'll be great. What was the super horse? Oh. Streaky. Comet. 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 Thank you. Comet. Streaky uh, was the super cat. Streaky was the cat. That's right. All and right. Nobody likes cats except for everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to everybody who turned in to watch. Thanks to everybody that stopped by and is waving at us and taking stickers and stuff. That is awesome. We're gonna get out of here for now. This show's this... really. This show's really good. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's uh. It, no, I'm talking about the con. Oh, he was saying uh, not this show. The con's really show. good. The, the con's really I'm good. I'm sorry to everyone that tuned in to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had some spotty reception. Hey, blame it on Google. Apparently. Yeah, no doubt. They moved wow. into Council Bluffs. Gave free internet to everybody, and it sucks. Yeah, whack free internet. Yeah, what can you do? But regardless. They could let me pay for it. This, for now, is Two-Headed Nerd. Signing off.